Greetings, Foul Tarnished. You are listening to Elden Kings, an Elden Ring discussion. I am Gideon the Half-Knowing, and joining us at the Roundtable Hold tonight to talk about Elden Ring, uh, hitless challenge runs, and his own experiences with the game is Dinos and Gale, or Nico. Uh, welcome to the hey. Roundtable Hold. <laughs> hi, hi. Hey. Thanks to, thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, thank <laughs> you for coming on. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks. Like, it's exactly <laughs> down my alley, basically, because that's what I'm doing for, like, quite a long time already, like, challenge running in various games. Mm-hmm. And how long <laughs> have you been challenge running exactly? Like, what got you into it? When did you start? Mm, l- what? I'm going to start at the very, very beginning. Like, I started streaming in January 2018, just because of boredom, basically. Um I had like free time and I didn't quite like I, I was a gamer all my life basically and I just said to myself why not just record it and or why not just stream it um live to the internet if I play video games anyways so I started out on Twitch and I I just I don't know one thing came to another and um uh, I found like the happy hop you know the happy hop yeah he was the guy that did the first yeah. hitless run right Exactly. I found him uh, on YouTube and also on Twitch, of course, and I started watching like some of his videos and, and some of his streams. And I really wanted to try it myself then, you know, it looked it it always looks way easier than it actually is. But that gets people to try it, you know, and uh, then I tried it and it was not only fun, it also, I don't know, I, I could grow like a little bit of an audience with it back then. And I was really happy, and I got better and better at the games I really, really loved after playing through them for the first time in 2018 as well, like Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 back then. And yeah, I couldn't stop playing these games, and I and I tried to achieve them like in various ways, first Deathless, then Hitless, and so on. That's basically how I got into it. Like, yeah, the happy hop is the one responsible, most, most of it at least. <laughs> He got the ball rolling. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's sort of crazy that you like got into the series, which is already a little bit daunting with all of the uh, the tales of how gruelingly hard Dark Souls and its subsequent sequels could have been. Um, yeah. And then like yeah. you immediately jumped into doing no-hit runs for them. Like, like I, <laughs> I, I played through the games first, of course, like in mid-2018. Uh, maybe early March, April, I don't know, like around that time, I played through the games. I started, uh, when did Dark Souls Remastered release? Like, because that's when I started, basically. It was also in 2018. I don't know exact date, but that's when I started because they remastered it and someone in my chat told me, hey, Nico, don't you want to like play the Dark Souls Remastered? And I knew Dark Souls, of course. I've never played it before, but I knew it. So I said, yeah, why not just try it to, to stream it, you know, and I fell in love with this game so quickly and I couldn't stop playing it. And then I obviously played Dark Souls 2 right after and Dark Souls 3 right after. And in the process of doing so, I found Hop and then I, I don't know, I fell in love with challenge running. Yeah. And I mean, challenge running is, it's a pretty dauntingly hard task to do. I've, um, I've personally only really done, I guess, level one runs. Mm-hmm. Because it's like something that's approachable in my eyes, because it's not entirely overwhelming. But the kind of dedication and focus that a no hit run, where like 
the slightest slip up means hours mm-hmm. of your time lost in a reset. That seems a lot mm-hmm. more、uh, at least daunting to get into. So I'm interested in like、yeah. the mindset you had for approaching it at first.、Mm, that is actually a very good question. I don't. I I'm not quite sure. I just I had no mindset going into it. I believe I didn't quite know what what I was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> um,、uh, I just wanted to achieve it. You know, I had a goal basically, and I wanted to work on that goal towards that goal. And yeah, you learn along the way, basically. You know, like it can be very daunting. You're right, and it can, or, or it is, and it can be very stressful if you're far into a run. You spend hours, and then you get like hit, and you have to reset all the way to the beginning. And that is oftentimes, I don't know. It's just it when it happens. Like over and over and over and over again, over days and weeks and maybe even months, if you have a really hard run, it can really get to you. Like also mentally,、um, uh, that's why I think that that lots of no hit runners when they start out, they have like a lot of success at the very beginning. But you have to build up a certain mindset, mentality around it, that you can keep going with it without burning out. Because I've seen a lot of like my friends within the community. Uh, some of them burned out over some no hit runs, and it's just I don't know. Sometimes you just have to, I guess, take a step back and pause it for a little while, because these resets hit hard sometimes. And I guess that's the main difference. For example, compared to a, a level one run, you obviously also have resets there. If you don't beat a boss on level one, you have to try it again. But that reset doesn't feel like. As hard because it doesn't set you back that much, you know what I mean? Yeah. If anything, <laughs> you're coming at it again with more knowledge, which, like, the same could be said for a no hit run because you you know、yeah. where you lost, but it doesn't, you know, like against the boss fight, it's five to ten minutes tops of time investment. I、uh, guess、yeah. a no hit run that's the entire game. Yeah, it can be hours, or if you run like a marathon, like a really long run, it can. Obviously, also be an entire stream day, basically that you lost. Yeah, and I remember when Happy Hob first did his like no hit run. Like I remember hearing about the fact that he was trying it, and I was like, oh my god, that sounds incredibly tedious, but also just like fascinating. And also, like、oh. most of all, I was like, oh my god, how can this guy just keep trying? You know, it's like I love that he、yeah. did it. But I was just sort of in awe of the fact that he had the the motivation and willpower to pull through with it. So back when like back when it finally dropped, I was just sort of fascinated in the strategies used for the run because so many of、yeah. them are like there's like these very basic areas that as a regular casual player you barely think about as you run through, but then they can constitute such a great danger to speed、mm, running、yeah. or hitless just because of how、yeah. they can mess you up.、Uh, yeah, exactly. When you don't even think about it、uh, in some certain areas, or even boss fights, when you play through the game normally,、uh, um, when a boss fight is easy, for example, on Dark Souls Three, the Deacon's boss fight, you know, it's like a fairly easy boss fight when you just play through the game. But in a hitless run, it's a ridiculously hard boss, or not ridiculously, but it's a hard boss fight because it's many enemies and they can like、uh, throw fireballs from all angles and sides and. It's like chaos up, like... theory. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and that makes it obviously hard to like have control over the entirety of that fight. Yeah, one hundred percent. 
So you yeah, mentioned was... the you mentioned the deacons of the deep. Are there any other standout mm-hmm. bosses or levels within any? Like, I mean, you did the God Run, so you're familiar with Hitless for all of the games. Are there any like mm-hmm. points of contention that were super hard? I think I watched a video where you said Ornstein and Smo was itself super hard because of the RNG of the duo fight. But yeah, Ornstein uh... and Smo is a f- is like very unique as a. As a boss fight, I would say. Like, uh, ONS is not only that Ornstein can obviously sometimes has like a little bit of a glitchy scenario happening when he charges, especially, but um, ONS is a boss fight that gets you hit before you even get hit because you navigate yourself into like a situation that gets you hit after like 10 seconds after you ended up in that situation because you're, you're just not able to get out of it any longer because you're cornered and like they do like a, a, a attack combo that can only roll one attack and you get hit by the other attack from the other guy. There's stuff like that, you know? That's why ONS needs like a ton of practice. And even if you have a ton of practice, it's obviously never guaranteed that you won't get hit there. That makes a lot of sense to me. It's different than fighting just one enemy because they comp uh, they um they complement each other so well with their attacks, you know, and it's completely different. Like Solo Cinder, for example, uh, on Hitless is also a very very hard fight. I would argue in any percent one of the hardest fights on Dark Souls three, but that's dif- a different type of hard. You know what I mean? Because you fight one enemy, and that one enemy is just like really well done and it has like insane amount of attack pattern and combinations and you need to learn all of that and ONS is just like the complementary um sort of attack uh, sort of attacks of these two enemies that makes it hard does it make any sense <laughs> yeah no mm. I, I think i th- i think i get where you're going um correct okay. me if i'm wrong but like soul of cinder could possibly be described as an elden ring boss where he's really fast and has like a, just a complex array of combos whereas... yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> ons is way less complex in terms of um attack variety but the fact that there are two enemies and those attacks complement uh, each other so well um, that's why it's hard, basically. Yeah, because it's super hard to just control your positioning and make sure that you can have all yeah. of your bases and you, covered. And not only your your own positioning is important, also you have to be aware of what is Smo doing, what is Ornstein doing, and basically, yeah, um, uh, position them. You want them to be like close to a pillar or far from a pillar or like separate or go go closer together and all of that stuff. And you need to know how to do that, of course. Yeah, because just avoiding them is one thing, but then separating them to do damage, I bet, is a whole other. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that sort of gets into the general gameplay distinction. I mean, like, obviously Uh each game is a little bit unique in its own way, but I feel like Dark Souls 2 and beforehand was was much more positioning-based, slower combat where overall decisions mattered, and then uh, Bloodborne with its, uh, you know, fast-paced action was really focused Uh on that sort of Soul of Cinder-type boss fight where they wanted Mm -hmm. to have a complex battle going on. Yeah, I like if you want, I can talk a little bit about like how how different it is to run like for example Demon Souls compared to a Bloodborne. Yeah, I'd love that if you want to get into it from your own experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like uh, 
I'm gonna start from the very beginning. Like Demon Souls, also the remake is it's the same. The the boss fights are not as complex because they are really old, you know, and they didn't change the AI in any way or whatever. It looks great, the remake, but it's essentially the same game. And um I would say that this uh less complex style for bosses makes Demon Souls the easiest game in terms of boss fighting. But it has like very tedious areas to navigate through, for example. Like Demon's Souls, I would say, has the hardest running sections of all of these games. If you were to go through Demon's Souls uh, hitless. Um, yeah. Dark Souls 1 was the first game where the boss fights got harder. And um, uh, where it also like a boss has more variety of attacks and you have to learn more to beat like a boss or to understand a boss and how to fight it. Um, Dark Souls 2 got a little bit easier again, I believe. At least the level Dark Souls 2 run, I would say, is, is, is easier than a leveled Dark Souls 1 run. Um, and Dark Souls 3 is where it gets like the first, where it got the first time. What, Bloodborne was before, right? Yeah, Bloodborne, I, I think, was 2014, and then Dark Souls 3 was 2017. I'm not too certain, though. Yeah. I'm gonna, like, finish the trilogy first. Um, the Dark Souls 3 was the first game, I would say, where, where as I said, with Solar Cinder, where there were bosses, really complex boss fights, basically, with, like, a wide, wide variety of attacks, and where you had to learn a lot about, like, a single boss. And I also understand it and how the pattern work and the downtimes and when you can and can't punish and all of that stuff. Um, um, with Bloodborne, it's a little bit different, I would say. Bloodborne is also as complex in terms of like pattern variety and how the bosses work, but Bloodborne's mechanic is more rewards, uh, or, or most bosses at least, reward a very aggressive playstyle. Because um, in Bloodborne, there's a mechanic, it's called limb staggers. Um, when you fight like a beast, for example, you can just stagger its limbs and then uh, um, you have a little bit of a downtime there. The same goes, um, only you can do this multiple times. For, for example, on Amelia, you can stagger Amelia's left arm, right arm, left leg, right leg. And that gives you like always a downtime to go to the other like limb. Basically you stagger the right arm, then you go to the left arm while the right, while she staggered. And then you stagger the, or you, you hit the, the left arm and then the same happens again. And if you have enough damage, especially paired with a beast blood pellet on Bloodborne, um, you can basically make some boss fights happen without even having to dodge anything. I was just gonna say that I've seen those uh, speed runs where um, Amelia goes, or like Dark Beast Parle, for instance. They just get one. Yeah, cycled. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and you can do this to quite some bosses on on uh, what do you call it on Bloodborne, and that's I would say is the unique playstyle of Bloodborne. Elden Ring is no wait. What what did I miss out on? Uh, Sekiro. Sekiro is like a completely different combat system. And I would argue it's the best combat system FromSoft created yet. It's such a unique and great way of fighting. Um, I, I really enjoy Sekiro a lot. Like that back, back and forth with the sword to sword combat especially is, is extremely cool. I'm not sure FromSoft, in my opinion, has made a cooler boss, like 
combat design for any game. I, I completely agree with you about Sekiro. The parry system and the way that like battles can flow back and forth, but when you master yeah. them, you're pretty much just dominating the field. It just feels feels great. It's it feel, almost like a rhythm yeah. game. Yeah, it feels so satisfying. Like uh, I'm obviously the combats uh, of a Souls game is also fantastic, but Sekiro. It just like reinvented the wheel. It it felt like, and it's it, it's 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 really fun to run Sekiro because it's just like the running sections are technically not very hard. You just sprint through, and it's boss fight, boss fight, boss fight, boss fight, boss fight, one after another, and and that's I don't know. I really enjoy running Sekiro. And last but not least, Elden Ring is is a completely different beast. Elden Ring is just like that massive game where you can do basically anything, and you can buff yourself up on a leveled run that you can basically one-shot almost any enemy in the game if you were to get the items you need, of course. And, and even... uh, the, goal, the, goal for, um, the goal for an Elden Ring no-hit run would be that you just have that sweet spot, I would say, between you want to farm some stuff to make boss fights easier, but you also don't want to overdo it or go places that are dangerous, even though you need an item from there or whatever. I guess that's the, that's the deal for Elden Ring. Yeah, because I bet it's like a complex strategy of wanting the power up as much as you can to make the mainline content that you have to do safe, but then also, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to risk yeah. an entire run just because you want to go get overpowered, yeah. per se. Yeah. yeah, some places are just dangerous to go, and um, you have to yeah, then decide if you want to go there and route that into your run, basically, uh, just to have that one power up, you know, to make like a certain fight easy or whatever. I guess yeah. that's that's a good way of describing how Elden Ring works. It's really cool how each game... So, like, you know, obviously each game has that sort of unique emphasis on its design to instigate different, like, player reactions, different player tactics mm -hmm. for tone. Like, mm -hmm. but it, it's sort of fascinating because if you look at it from a macro scale of a no-hit run, it really brings out the core definition of the game. Like, no-hit for Bloodborne, you really... Uh, you really want to make sure you can use all of the aggression to your fullest potential and shut down bosses before they can even come at you. Elden Ring, you can you can choose where to go and where to power up. Um, mm -hmm. Sekiro, but like honestly, Sekiro is sort of just the shinobi experience of sprinting through every area on yeah. the scene. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also kind of cool. It, like you always feel like you're in, in an anime or something. <laughs> it's super dope. <laughs> I fully believe that. How do uh, how do some of the mini bosses in Sekiro go? I know that like the Snake Eyes, for instance, is sort of scary if you. But I guess you can just shut her down with the Ichiman G double, couldn't you? Um, you can, yeah. But like the there's one mandatory Snake Eyes fight if you were to go through Sekiro any percent hitless, and that is a fairly easy fight, I would say. Um. Because you at this point in time you get the mortal draw or you got the mortal draw already, and the mortal draw is I would argue the most powerful, the powerful skill in in Sekiro. Yeah, it's almost like overpowered depending on yeah. how you use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you if you use like jumping mortal draws on Snack Eyes, you need to literally parry one attack, and with a double mortal draw, Snack Eyes is already gone. Oh well, that makes it easy. <laughs> So, but yeah, you have to obviously learn learn these these. Uh, you have to identify um, the attack really quickly, and uh, immediately know what the timing on that parry is, of course. 
I would all I would say a second row it you have to practice to a certain point where you don't think about fighting any longer while fighting it has just to be muscle memory because it, it, it needs to be quick you know and uh, that basically means it has to be muscle memory you when you think about how do i fight ishin or what do i do when ishin does xyz then i guess it's going to be very hard to get like a a hitless run on sakura yeah it definitely takes a lot of practice with those end yeah. game uh fast paced I, bosses mm -hmm. I remember like my first attempts on second row and I was super salty because I came from souls, you know, and I thought, man, I'm running souls hitless. So let's run second row hitless real quick. <laughs> and it was like a completely different combat system. And I had to learn so much. And it made me like at the beginning, it made me a little bit salty, not going to lie. <laughs> I think a lot of people encounter that issue where they're, they're coming from souls and they try to dodge yeah. more than they should yeah. parry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I am, yeah. I'm glad that you learned it well enough to appreciate its combat system. Some people don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, Sekiro is, I would say, the only game from Software Made where you really have to understand what you're doing or at least somewhat of build up an understanding that you can play through the game because it's it's not an easy game and you can't over level yourself like you can do that in souls or elden ring or whatever you have yeah. to actually like get good at the game yeah soulsborne has a history of trying to give you the items you need or at least the very least the options to acquire the items you need to get through everything and sakura does yeah. too with like divine confetti paper placed in yeah. nice locations but it's you know you only have the one sword the one attack power upgrade path yeah. and yeah. maybe Sekiro a recommended to a certain degree yeah, yeah. that's true so yeah. um after you uh, after you've gotten so much experience with the uh series would you do you have a favorite do you think it's like fair to say that you have a favorite or is it just sort of like a general appreciation of the series and its mechanics i, I mean it's it's also general appreciation of course I, I i like all of these games i got also dark souls too um uh, <laughs> but it, like it changes but at the moment i would say even though it took me a long time to process the game but at the moment i would say elden ring is my favorite game okay uh what it about elden very, ring okay <laughs> um yeah it was very overwhelming at the beginning for i guess for most people it was um, but the more I get into it and the more I learn about it and I guess Elden Ring, just the variety, you know, what, like what is possible in this game and what you can like, what you can run it with. We did like several challenge runs with like incantations only, sorceries only, um, uh, certain weapon types, stuff like that. And it's, it's just like a joy to, you don't even have to like think hard about what could be next because there's so many options on Elden Ring what you could do. Uh, it's like an endless con endless content, basically. And I really enjoy the game in general as well. Like uh, the, the aesthetics, the boss fights, I really like it a lot. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And like 
there's definitely, like you say, there's just a variety in everything you can do. You can build your mm. character differently. You can uh, you can fight battles differently. You can yeah. pace your bosses differently. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you can do that on Souls and also on Bloodborne as well, of course. But Elden Ring reached like a new level, you know? It's It's just a little different. And also, obviously, the open world. Uh, contributes to that you can set up a build early on that you want to set up and then go through the game. Yeah, it's got a lot of starting variety as well. Um, mm -hmm. I think I saw uh, before yesterday, I was just watching through your channel, getting to know some of your videos better. And I watched this one Reduvia hitless run where you yeah. fought Radon. And it was just, you know, like seeing Radon get one cycled always makes it like there's something amusing to about it to me. Um, yeah. I mean, you can, you, you can do that with a variety of weapons in Elden Ring, of course. Yeah, uh, it's probably easier Radon. without the yeah. Reduvia. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, my, my weapon of choice at the beginning when Elden Ring started for my first no hit run, I wanted to run with Reduvia, yeah. and I still run with it. It's a super cool. It's my favorite weapon, I would say, in Elden Ring. Okay, it's a very cool dagger. Like it's uh, yeah. up there yeah. with like the Blade of Calling and the Black Knife. In my opinion, it's like three really cool <laughs> daggers. Absolutely. So, but I would uh, say my favorite no hit run ever on Elden Ring. I'm sorry, my favorite no hit run ever on Elden Ring was Incantation only. That was like the the best one yet. I I I they nailed it with these incantations. Absolutely. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I've seen some. I love. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him on YouTube at all, but like Saint Riot has a couple of incantation builds for his like PvP invasion stuff that I just. Mm. It inspired me to invade with incantations, so I just I, I love them. I've not seen seen any of the Saint Riot videos, but uh, I I really like the the spells they created. Basically, like especially these frenzied spells, um, uh, frenzied bursts, and all of that stuff. That's so cool. When you shoot out of your eyes, you know, there's this like I don't know, sniper shot basically. Really yes. Cool. Yes, it's so cool. The one you get from Vike. <laughs> yeah. So was that, I imagine, you know, with that range, it was very useful for a no-hit run. Were there any other standout Absolutely. incantations? Yeah, Catch Flame. <laughs> At the very beginning, because <laughs> you start with it, basically. Catch Flame is one of the best incantations. You can just, like, burst so hard with it, because it's such a quick spell. Oh, yeah. Um, and it just chains into itself, so spamming yeah. R1. <laughs> yeah. Like, a Radagon fight is basically free with Catch Flame. You can just go into the Radagon fight and, like, Catch Flame him five times, and then he immediately has to jump up and does, like, his face transition, and then you can just kill him. Oh my goodness. Right <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, I expected you to have to upgrade to, like, the, the Giant's Flame version of it, but I'm amazed that it... No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> that's fantastic. Do you use the uh, the two fingers seal, or do you use a specific sacred seal for damage? Um. Oh, let me think. What did we grab? Oh, Earth Tree, I believe the Earth Tree seal in uh, Volcano Manor. Oh, okay. I guess that's that's what we grabbed. I don't even like it. Gives you wait. Let me look it up. It gives you some some extra some extra damage, I believe. Oh no, it just has a better scaling. It seems. It just has a better scaling, but that's what we used. Okay, I remember. 
do you um when you did the incantation run was it any percent or was it all bosses mm, usually i always start with any percent so um we we've gone about like uh quite an amount of any percent runs on elden ring now and we're currently trying to get like all remembrances which is like the big bosses basically like every boss that drops a remembrance like Malenia or renala or radan or you know yeah that's or a good Lure. clarification because like 165 uh, bosses with the mini ones included isn't really feasible yeah i i would love to uh do a 165 run as well at some point but i don't know when exactly like maybe this year still but i'm not 100 percent sure but i really want to do that as well that's uh that's something I I need to do for Elden Ring. Yeah. I imagine that that challenge would have some like unexpected difficulties because there's some of those mini boss rooms that are just tiny with very fast yeah. attacking enemies. Yeah, you, you have to you have to get like a certain like spells and shit. For example, Assassin's Gambit that that cloaks you and you can go into certain boss arenas without being noticed by a boss, for example, even. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that is that that is doable. You have to do it like that. Otherwise, I don't know if you can even beat it. Yeah, because I imagine like there'd just be way too many instances where you're attacked right away upon coming mm. through the fog gate. Yeah, the the longer the run, the more likely it obviously gets that you can also get fucked over by the game somehow. Like these games are great, but not perfect, and they sometimes can fuck you over of course even if you play it correct sometimes weird shit happens that's something that sort of interested me about elden ring specifically because it's um like when you play earlier games a lot of the boss moves are simpler and they're more telegraphed where it's just simpler to dodge it fully mm -hmm. but then you mm -hmm. have elden ring and to a lesser part extent like dark souls 3 or bloodborne where it's like Elden Ring almost feels like it wants you to brawl with the game. Like, it's designed where you'll take hits every now and again. And, like, even, like, bosses will have hits that just do a small amount of damage that are meant to zone you out or do a temporary mm -hmm. CC like Morgoth's daggers. So it yeah. just seems like in specifically Elden Ring, it's a lot less intended for hitless runs like if you look at malekith and afterwards or even the godskin duo which sort of makes it even more impressive to me that it's still like still achievable mm, yeah i mean elden ring is just i would say it's more complex i didn't understand it that well um at the beginning and i thought a lot of these bosses are not as well designed as they are on dark souls 3 for example because they, as you said, they just like put in some like screams or whatever to like push you away or some non-dodgeable attacks or or whatever. But as time went on, I and I saw other people also obviously play it. I more or we as a community more and more figured out how to actually like go about some boss fights and that you can sometimes jump attacks instead of rolling it and. Uh, that you can roll screams backwards and then like jump back into the fight, stuff like that. You know, there are even people out there on YouTube uh, that uh, beat like Radagon Elden Beast without rolling and without taking a single hit. 
Yeah, 100%. That's, uh, I, I actually remember some of that discourse from when I started getting online after playing the game just to see how the community had like received it. And I was sort of on the side that like the bosses were well designed and it was like, it wasn't as intended to do it hitless, which is like, I guess mm. in some ways a, you know, it's a different design philosophy almost. But then it just makes it, like I said, like, I'm just impressed that people were able to come together as a community, like you said, and figure out these strategies for getting around these almost insurmountable feeling bosses, because they really do attack fast, <laughs> and it feels like they they've do, got yeah. rapid patterns and, and everything. They, they do, yes, and uh, like th there are obviously some some attacks in the game where you at first thought that's just Miyazaki fucking us over. For example, the um, um, what's it called? The Elden Stars attack. At the beginning, nobody knew how to even approach it, how to dodge it, you know? Because it's so quick and it just gets it you. Like, you. you can't, yeah, it can't, you can't run away, you know? Yeah. Like, after a couple of months, people came up with ideas and figured out how to actually yeah, not get hit by it. <laughs> Do you have to use, like, Eternal Darkness, the spell? Which doesn't seem feasible mm. from a run perspective. No. They're like, okay... No. How do you do it? There, there are multiple, like there are two made, like two major ways people do it these days. Um, either you set up like a poise stagger, that you stagger the Elden Beast out of the animation, basically, and then it won't do it again for until it's dead, basically. Yeah. Or there's also a way when you stand right in front of the Elden Beast, and when it starts casting the Elden Stars, there's a way where you can just run. At the right moment, you run down below the Elden Stars um, while it casts it, and then it can't reach you any longer. It will just shoot the other way, and it can't like it will turn around and try to reach you, but it can't reach you any longer. And then you can just focus on the Elden Beast fight, and the Elden Stars are just flying somewhere in the arena. Yeah, so the only way to get around it is to basically nullify the effect, either by breaking the pathing of how it tracks you, or by yeah. stunning the Elden Beast exactly. out of it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just not not doable to outrun it or roll it or whatever. Yeah, it's a pretty mean attack for a final boss for anyone trying true. hitless. Oh boy. True. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there, um, so, with that in mind, like, if you were to mess up a a stun attack against the Elden Beast, you'd probably just get hit right away. Or do you think there'd be time to like save, quit, and reset the fight if that were a possible? Uh, you can you can probably no you you're not allowed to save, quit in a in a hitless run. So oh. what you can do, yeah, that's uh, unfortunately a rule. What you can do, though, is you can uh, just bail out of the fight with uh, a memory of grace, for example. That's okay. most often time enough to just like try it again. Is there a? Uh, I I imagine save quits are illegal in the fights for like resetting purposes, or is yeah, there like a... yeah, okay. yeah. Like in general, save quits. There are some situations which save quits are allowed, but if you're in a dangerous situation or if you have bad RNG or whatever. Um, you can just quit out and try it again. That's that's uh, uh, unfortunately uh, not allowed. No. <laughs> according to according to the official team hitless rules, because uh, there's like a, little... a team hitless and all, but you yeah. can obviously do whatever you want with your run. You know, like it's your challenge run. 
if you don't want this challenge run to be on the Hitler's website or whatever, then you can do whatever you want with your run. Yeah. Because it's at the end of the day, it's a personal challenge, you know. Absolutely. Like it's to see if you can personally do it and everything. Yeah, exactly. That sounds a little masochistic though, with not allowing the safe quits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh do you play these games casually? I, like I mean I guess it's like, I, you know, obviously you play them casually at first mm -hmm. to get a feel for it, but like after mm -hmm. you do you do it to take a break from Hitless at all or Oh, every now and then, yeah. Especially on Elden Ring we played through uh some non hitless challenge runs slash casual runs where we did some fun things. Um like a fun build or whatever, where we just play through the game. Um it doesn't always have to be a a, a no hit run for me. I okay. also play these games casually and just for fun. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any favorite, like, memorable runs from that kind of more casual side of things? Mm, I, what I really, really enjoyed was uh, we did, like, at the beginning of the year, I had my five-year Twitch anniversary, like, uh, where that I'm streaming, like, for half a decade now on Twitch. And um, uh, I, uh, or we ran together through all games, um, all games level one and i had to change weapon every now and then to have like a, a lot of different weapons and we go through all the games kill every boss and that was really fun and i think i'm gonna do that you know, like a yearly thing now to like next year in january i'm gonna go and do it again yeah that sounds like really... it could be a nice tradition yeah because it I, I don't know, like it doesn't always have to be a challenge run for me to enjoy, you know, I can also absolutely enjoy, um, enjoy these games, just playing them. Do you ever <clears throat> like think about the differences in your enjoyment of the games when you play it casually versus hitless? Um, no, I mean, like oftentimes I think at least that it is more enjoyable for for the chat sometimes when people are watching a run and it's like genuine fun for all of us the the resets can be like upsetting and um like going back to the very beginning of a run can be upsetting for me of course and also yeah sometimes also for the chat that they have to watch like the start of a game again or whatever you know and I guess that's why I enjoy sometimes to not have these resets at all, and we can just play through the game and yeah, have fun with that particular run we, we're doing. Yeah, it's like a load off your mind when you don't have to yeah. worry about... It's so different. Like, uh, it, at least for me, it's, so, it's such a different feeling to just stream without thinking about... Oh man, uh, this is the next boss. I have to do this and that, and uh, I have to set this and that up for the 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 split after and all of that stuff. Um, then just like playing the game, you know, for the sake of playing it, and not thinking too much about how to fight a boss or how to go about a certain situation or whatever. It's just more comfy, I would say. Yeah, you're not like held at that high degree of focus where if it slips, yeah. you're met with like yeah. the emotional damage of being like, God, I've got to reset. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. 
And then, of course, you mentioned your uh, your chat is one of the main reasons that Hitlist was sort of interesting besides the game itself. And, you know, I think, um, you know, like you, you sing happy birthday to your chat members is one yeah, thing I've seen I as do. like a way to. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I don't know. I Most of these people I really like. Um, I got to know them, you know, like there's obviously always a little bit of that parasocial relationship going on. Um, uh, but I do that. Yeah, I really like interacting, you know, and I like, I don't know, sometimes we also have the, I don't know, a little bit of spicy topic on, on stream or whatever. Uh, and I really just like to have like different opinions and, and to see, yeah, to just talk to people, you know? Yeah. When I, and, um, uh, I sometimes, I don't, you know, have like a career of it like you do, but occasionally I'll use Twitch to stream for my friends and it's like mm -hmm. chatting with someone while you play through a hard challenge. Like, you know, I was doing rune level one yeah. and getting crushed by Gideon the All-Knowing, ironically, yeah. considering He's my really own hard. username. He is so hard, yeah. It yeah. took like an hour and yeah. the only reason I kept trying was because I could talk to people in the chat, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would argue the same. That's why I always say at the end of like a marathon run, especially of a marathon run, that I'm super thankful that these, for, especially for the people who are, who are there on these bad days, you know, where you have to reset like 7,000 times and you get hit by literally everything and you can't make it out of first game of a marathon or whatever. And there are still people in chat who always cheer you on and always say, man, Nico, uh, today, tomorrow will be better, stuff like that, you know? And I'm, I'm incredibly thankful for those people who are there when the shit goes down, you know? Like, it's easy to be there when, you, when we're in game six at the very end of the run and fight the last boss. And then I was here, uh, right, I was here into chat. But it's, it's oftentimes not that easy to, like, support someone throughout the process of it, you know? Because it can, I understand that it's like easier to watch, or not easier, but it's more excited, exciting to watch uh, when the run like is about to happen than when you are in the process of grinding and getting better. But that's just part of like, without that process, there wouldn't be any runs. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's easy for people to just show up on the YouTube release or when things are getting close because they hear about it. But then it's then another thing for them to stick with you through all of the failed attempts and you know cheer you on yeah. throughout. And, and I'm and I'm not like I'm the, I'm not saying this to like make people feel bad when they join because a run is about to happen or whatever. I totally get the appeal, you know that that that's when you are on the edge of your seat and that's when yeah. That's when it, the things are getting exciting. But I'm what I want to say is that I'm incredibly thankful for the people who support me throughout these times when when it's not that going that well. You know, that is that is incredibly important to me, and I I value that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, I think that's nice that you can have such an a uh, such a connection with your viewers where you're like you know mm -hmm. they cheer you on and there's the very tangible appreciation of it giving you the motivation sometimes to get mm -hmm. through some of the harder days. Yeah. Um. Do you? Uh... <laughs> 
So, uh, do you want to get into some of your favorite like hitless runs to have done um, in the past? Mm. Yeah, of course. Like, I can, I can, I can talk about some of my favorite runs. Like, I, I started hitless running, of course, by um, uh, by grinding through the the games Dark Souls One, Dark Souls Two, Dark Souls Three, Bloodborne, etc. First, like those were all my first any percent runs of all these games. But I think what I really like the first run I really um I I will not forget about ever probably obviously my first ever no hit run also but um the first marathon run I've done that like the trilogy no hit run after Hop did it I wanted to try it myself and that was probably the first big hitless project I had and it took me I believe five long months to beat it and that was i would say one of the best moments in gaming history for me and obviously it only got better with like the longer marathons to be honest with the 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 first god run the five game run where you beat like the trilogy demon souls and bloodborne back to back um and then we ran the exact same run on level one, like five games back to back. All these games on, on level one or Bloodborne would be blood level four because you can't go lower on Bloodborne. And I think the level one God run was is my favorite from all of the runs I've done in all of these five years because nobody nobody has done it since then. And what I wanted to achieve with this run is a little bit of a footprint within Soulsborne history, you know what I mean? Like, Hop has a footprint in Soulsborne history. Uh, like, in 10 years from now, people will still talk about Dark Souls, I believe. And I wanted to have, like, a tiny little footprint in that, like, challenge run history. And and I I, I hope I achieved it with that one run, and that's why I think this is the the one that is yeah, that that I really is nearest and dearest to me. I guess that's the right way of saying it. And just to confirm, that would be your soul level one god run up to uh, yeah. Dark Souls three. Yeah, the yeah. the soul level one five game like god run, or you can also call it Soulsborn, no hit run on level one. Okay, and then God Run 2 would be Soulsborne Akiro, and God Run 3 yeah. would be Soulsborne Akiro Ring. Akiro <laughs> Ring, exactly. That would then, like, the, the God Run 2 would, would be uh, 6, and the God Run 3, obviously, 7 games, then, yes. What an incredible challenge. And are you still the only person that's done all 5 in the, the normal God Run at level 1? Yeah, I think nobody has done it since then. I think that's definitely a footprint. I mean, if you're gonna ask me, like that's a that's a huge accomplishment. I'm sure there are people like I know that there are people out there who could do it. Uh, I I I've been around this community for a long time, and there are like people who are better than I. I I can totally acknowledge that. I'm not the best no hit runner out there, for sure not. But um, uh, I'm I'm proud that I've beaten that run. That's I think for that. Sure. I think you know it's something to take pride in. Let's say uh, five month. No, the five months was the first god run. Yeah, the, the the level one run took me, I believe, eight. Eight? Wow! <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just... yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That was, was a long fucking time. Yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of 
builds did you use for the different like is it typical level one builds or was there anything that you did specifically for the hitless run for safety or faster strats or anything if you um, want to get into it that's a broad question you mean for the level one games one? yeah for the level one um i think i think uh I didn't optimize much about most games because they were like individually already ran by people. I obviously watched some other runs and I and I try to like have some of my own input. I I usually tend to play it extremely slow. I rather have a slow strategy that is, I don't know, um, yeah, safer basically, and it takes a little longer. Than a speed like a, a quick or speedy strategy that has some like risks built in. So I would say I'm I'm a slow kind of guy. There are a lot of people out there who rather run it fast. I get the appeal as well, but I rather I don't know I'm I rather take it slow. You know that's what that's also what I like about hitless running so much that you don't have to be on a pace. That I can just sit somewhere and talk about whatever with my chat and then continue the run after, for example. Yeah, that's a great way of keeping morale. You don't feel rushed or anything. You just take the challenge yeah. as it comes. Yeah, oftentimes you obviously also want to go places fast, but I don't know. Like I enjoy streaming as a whole and not only I want to show off a run or whatever. I obviously want to because it's I really like it, but... Uh, uh, I also want to entertain people and like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, 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 for me it's like a package, basically. You mentioned uh you mentioned being inspired by Hobbs sort of prowess mm -hmm. with the game earlier. Do you still watch other streams as like a sort of casual? Oh hobby? yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I'm a viewer myself. Yeah. <laughs> Do you I have a lot of streams that you wanna share? Like I still watch Hop, of course. Um, uh, I, I have never stopped watching Hop. I watch a lot of people within the community, like uh, uh, Gino, of course. Uh, uh, Shilky is a great runner. Um, there are so many people I could name now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I watch a lot of. I'm, I'm currently watching Shilky, like wh while we talk, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Shoutouts to you, Shilky. Good luck with the fool's idol. <laughs> <laughs> yes, shout outs. <laughs> well, that's pretty yeah. good. And many more, of course. Many, many more. Yeah, it's a pretty big community. It's sort of great how many different types of people get into this game. Yeah. yeah it has grown a lot since Elden Ring was such a mainstream success. Yeah, 20 million copies still blows me yeah. away. Mm. Uh, I'm speaking grown. of... Oh, yeah? The community has grown since then, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Elden Ring's success, do you, um, when you heard about the DLC, did you have any like you know initial thoughts or excitement about it? Or are you just waiting oh, to I, see? Um, I had some thoughts, but I don't know. I, I'm not the, like, I, I like the lore a lot around these games, um, but I don't, like I myself don't put a lot of thought into it. I just absorb what other people like put on the internet in their videos, like Vati, for example. Like he's the biggest lore guy, right? 
Yeah, pretty much. Vati Vidya. And yeah, that's what I usually do. I, okay. I, I, uh, but I'm ex- extremely excited, of course, about, about, um, the DLC and what it brings. And it's hopefully about like Mikala and like dope storyline. I don't know. Maybe a dream, maybe a prequel, sequel. I have no idea. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But I think it's going to take a while. Like, uh, I don't think they will release it within this year, since they are going to release Armored Core, I believe, right? Yeah, Armored Core is slotted for 2023. I thought that mm. they had said 2023 with the DLC announcement, but now I'm putting that memory in the question. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know if they can, like, if it's even possible for them to, uh, to do that. Like, yeah. now. Because I also heard that they were working on a new game, so like that's just a lot of dev development to get through. Mm. Yeah, they're working on a new game on top, or what? Like a completely new new game, or? That's what I. It, it was an article headline I saw on Reddit. So like, I don't want to put too much, too much like, I guess, <laughs> whatever mm. into this. But I read that it said that it was like there were like sources have announced that. From Software is working on a new IP that is not Elden Ring or Armored Core, but now I now I feel like I should ch- fact check that. I'll put it in like the post. No, cool. like a, <laughs> let's speculate. <laughs> That's cool. It's cool. Like I I can't wait. I I consume everything From Soft puts out. Yeah, yeah. That's about where I'm at. Like they mm. they sold me on the series ever since I fell in love with Dark Souls two and Bloodborne. So like I'm mm. just sort of a diehard fan, I guess. I have a podcast about it, you know, I can't I can't yeah. not be. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Whatever they whatever they drop, um I'm gonna play it probably. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you play any other I know that like, you know, streaming wise it's uh it's like a career where you do hitless, you know, Soulsborne mm-hmm. challenge runs, but do you play any other games in your free time? Uh, I do, yeah. Like a variety of games, like all of it basically, from Hollow Knight to Red Dead Redemption. I I try it all. I'm not playing through like everything all the time, because sometimes, like for example, Red Dead Redemption can be so daunting, you know. And yeah, sometimes it's it's not that easy for me to play through a game like this. But uh, overall, I I enjoy like a variety of games, all of it. Yeah, I get that. And Red Dead Redemption can definitely be... It's a lot to get into, so... <laughs> mm, absolutely, yeah. It absolutely is, yeah. But I heard it's a great game, so I hopefully will play through it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone says, but, you know, they're always going on about the immersion and the story and the narrative. Mm, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Since you like Sekiro so much, I have to ask you, because it's sort of like one of those games that I've played that's inspired by Souls, but just did it like really well with its own spin. It's called um, Sifu, where it's essentially like you have the Sekiro-type parry system, but instead of being a shinobi, you're like a kung fu master, which is like on a vengeance quest, which is pretty cool. What? Wait, what game? I'm sorry. Oh, it's uh, it's called it... Sifu. It really Sifu, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's I. I didn't play it myself, 
but um, I watched like Ella playing it and like Distortion played it as well, I believe. And um, it, it looked really good, not gonna lie. Yeah, if you like challenging games or like that Sakura type action pacing, it's definitely something I'd recommend. Mm, yeah, for sure, yeah. We'll be right back after these messages. The speculative new IP being worked on by From Software that I mentioned earlier in the episode was reported on by GameInfinitus.com. You'll find the article link in the description below. The article basically says that there's an unannounced IP being worked on by FromSoft, their evidence being that a seasoned producer that works at the company, Kenneth Chan, has an unannounced project listed on his resume that has been ongoing since 2022, so this is pretty new. I'm not sure what they'll release, or even of the legitimacy of the claim, but you can find the article linked down below if you want to look at it yourself. It's pretty short, though. I'd also like to announce that Square Table Gaming, our previous guest star, released their one-year retrospective video mentioned in the last episode, so if lore is something you're interested in, feel free to check that out down below. And now, for a message from our sponsors. Are you an ardent defender of the Erda Tree that's lost their fire? Does your flame of ambition go low? Do you feel like you've lost the spark in your life? Well, the Dragon Cult of Landol offers all of the power of the ancient dragons with all the grace the Golden Order has to offer. Coming recommended by 2 out of 5 Erditree Sentinels and Godwin the Golden himself, our famous Red and Gold Lightning is literally to die for. Contact our toll-free representative about this opportunity today by dialing 1-800-DRAGONS and screaming at the sky. And now, let's get back to the episode. I can, like, maybe get into the community or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that sounds great. Because uh... I, like, I'm, I, I'm really invested into this community about, like, the entirety of the Hitless community. We build it up together, of course, and it has now been grown to, like, a, I would say, a large community where, where they are overall i would say it's one of the most wholesome communities i've ever been in and that's why i wanted to like obviously shout them out because they are really really nice people most of them and i i uh am super proud where where this community has gone in the last like yeah three years basically yeah I that's why there's... that's why i wanted to at least uh, say a quick shout out to the hitless community and thanks for being awesome <laughs> <laughs> Aw, yeah. <clears throat> it's totally worth the shout out. I, you guys do incredible stuff. I am consistently impressed by everything the Hitless community has accomplished. Yeah, I'm. I'm also impressed by what these people do. Uh, every single, every single day. There's so many. Like there's so many at this point that you can't even keep up with everything that is happening. But it's still amazing that. Uh, I don't know that this happened basically you know that there are so many people who are coming together and and uh that hitless became such a thing now or hitless slash damageless became such a big thing now that there are literally thousands of people helping each other on discord servers just to get like a game without taking damage or without taking hits or whatnot yeah it went from this one sort of almost crazy looking guy doing it for like nine months straight until he got it 
And then mm. just like everyone started sharing these different strategies and attempting yeah. it until you've gotten to where you are today. Yeah. And there are also more and more games added now. For example, like Celeste uh, has been added, uh, Hades, r some Resident Evil games. So if you were to become a hitless runner, you, can, you don't have to necessarily run like Souls games. You know, you can also run other games at this point in time. Yeah, it's sort of crazy that Souls pioneered this entire concept of hitlessness that got picked up yeah. by other titles um, in their challenge runs. Yeah, I mean, Souls is perfect for it because the combat system is like basically made for hitless runs, right? Absolutely, is... especially the earlier ones. Yeah, it's tailored around like the fact that you have these invincibility frames while rolling, and that's perfect to not get hit. <laughs> <laughs> And then Celeste specifically, it's got like the uh, the golden cherries where the entire point is that you do an entire level hitless, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but Celeste is like a, a different beast. Like I played only through the game once when it released, I believe. It's a great game, but it's like really hard. At least it felt really hard playing through it. Yeah, especially those endgame sections. I really enjoyed it yeah. when I played it, but like towards the end, I was like, oh my god, this is like a huge, this is a bit of a difficulty yeah. spike. But I I personally, as a streamer, would love to branch out a little bit this year as well, like uh, trying some other games than only strictly from software games, you know? Just okay. something different, like Fallout, Hitless, or whatever, you know? But Breath of the Wild, there is there is also like the new Tears of Kingdoms, right? It's coming this year. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, new Zelda game. I don't know the release date, but it's definitely slotted for this year. I think it actually yeah. like a week ago, as of recording, it um went golden or whatever they call it when they say that the game is like completely yeah. finished by the developers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, I would love to run stuff like this for example as well it's just not that easy on twitch um when you have like an audience and this audience is used to watch like from software like branching out is not always easy and also it can be anxiety inducing because it's kind of like what i make a living with you know yeah it's like your brand image so you don't want to yeah. accidentally make people like get the wrong idea mm. yeah but I mean, I, at least personally, you know, I'd advocate for switching it up. I imagine it'd be a breath of fresh air for you. And then it also just like, maybe, maybe there's not so many people that aren't interested in souls, but maybe you'll get more people that are interested in the other games. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think eventually, um, when you branch out into variety, eventually it will help you on your channel. Cause you get to like, you get to, yeah basically branch out of that community i've always been in and i get hopefully into new communities where there are like tropes of new people who have never heard of me you know yeah especially like with something like a new title like breath of the wild too where there might not yeah. be a hitlist community at all for it until you step yeah, into yeah, the yeah. game that's at least my thought but i don't i don't know if it's gonna work out <laughs> Yeah, was, uh, does the first Breath of the Wild have a hitless run for it, or...? Yeah, 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 there there are. There are people, I believe there are even psychopaths out there running, like, 100% all achievements Breath of the Wild 
no hit. Oh god. <laughs> which is like a which is like a forty hour run or something. <laughs> oh my goodness. I used yeah, to think that like you know, like speed runs for maybe Zelda or like Final Fantasy were insane where they could be five to eight hours, but forty hour hitless runs sort of takes the cake. Yeah. Have you uh have you played the Zelda game much besides the Zelda series much besides like Breath of the Wild or anything? I have played a lot of Zelda, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Like I I started back in the day. Uh I got to say I'm 34 years old. Um when like I had a, a Super Nintendo from my dad. Uh, he bought it for me when I was a kid. And I started out with like Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo back then and I couldn't like I I couldn't believe what I was playing. It was so great, you know. And then I, I, I got like the N sixty four, and I got like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and I played through these as well. And I think up to this day, Majora's Mask is still my favorite Zelda game. Yeah, it was just such a unique experience back then, and I, I think I've not had that of an experience with a time traveling game. Maybe with Chrono Trigger, but that's different. And I, uh, I, I don't know. It was just very a very unique experience, and I, and I really loved it, and I still love it up to this day. I I always hear that it's like Majora's Mask or sometimes Ocarina of Time that really stands out in people's memories. They really like mm -hmm. innovated. Yeah, like uh, both uh, games are extremely good. Yeah, I would say so as well, for I different like reasons. Yeah, I still have to play Majora's, but I played the uh, the DS, the 3DS remake, I believe, of Ocarina, which was very good. Mm. I don't know, I was a kid, you know, and when I first saw the trailer for Ocarina of Time, and I saw, like, the 3D, and I thought, saw, like, these, like, skeleton enemies with their swords, and I was like, man, this is the... This is it, guys. Like, uh, we're here. This is video game heaven. It's not going to get any better. This is where it ends, you know? Um, <laughs> I was just I was just so blown away by the graphics and the game itself when I finally played it as well, of course. Yeah, I, I believe <laughs> that. Like, you know, it's... It, what, Akarina was one of the very first 3D sort of action RPG games, wasn't it? Not very um, fast, but... 3D action? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Of course. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I would say so. Like, it was the very first... Like, it was the second... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the second 3D game for the Super Nintendo... Uh, for the N64. The first oh. one was Super Mario. Or did it both release with start of the console? I uh, I, can't I can't remember. remember. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember either. But I think it was like with Super Mario, one of the first games on the console. It was definitely very early, if nothing else. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they usually do, right? Because they know um, that's where they get the people with. It's the same. I bought a Switch only because they announced Breath of the Wild. <laughs> 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 That was basically the reason why I bought a Switch, and I, 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 the only two games up to this day I played on my Switch are Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, my brother. I'm <laughs> yeah. um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, sorry. My brother, he actually, he bought the Nintendo Wii U with the expectation of Breath of the Wild releasing for that console, only for it to get delayed all the way to the Switch, which was... Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you could play it on the Wii U as well, you're right. I totally forgot. It was originally announced for the Wii U, that's why they had like the Sheikah slate look like an iPad. Oh. But then they oh, were like... Okay. They just had, they went into like development hell for two years or something. So by the time they uh-huh. did release it, it needed newer hardware. So it released with the Switch. <laughs> oh. Like anyone that got the Wii U for it was sort of out of luck, unfortunately okay. for my brother. But. Okay, crazy. It happens. <clears throat> yeah, but that's what I would love to do like branch out and have like other games I can run you know like a variety of games i could run yeah because i mean there's only so much you can do with the the base souls game series i guess yeah yeah of course i mean from software will always hopefully release like new games and all yeah um but uh overall i that's at least where i see myself in five years from now like just being able to play whatever in like a challenge run scenario and i have always like a certain amount of audience watching i'm not aiming to become like the next whatever big streamer asmongold or whatnot like i i really enjoy just streaming and entertaining and as long as i can make a living i will keep doing it yeah do you have any uh do you have any plans for future runs within the From Software tri- like games that are released currently? Um like I have one last big marathon project now where I try to beat all seven games on level one, of course, back to back. including Elden Ring and Sekiro, which makes the run like significantly harder because Sekiro is extremely hard on on AP one. And after that, I think I'm I'm gonna branch out to to like a variety of games and maybe even try to make some marathon runs happen with in a variety of games. Yeah, I can imagine. Like you, you mentioned Resident Evil hit list, so I imagine like mm-hmm. the the marathon run of that series would be sort of interesting. Yeah, that would be dope for sure. I I have only played one Resident Evil game so far, and that was Resident Evil Two, the remake or remaster. And that was insanely well done. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've only ever watched it on streams and stuff because I guess I just never like owned copies of it. But Resident Evil in general is such a. It's got like such a. I feel like it's got a very like invested community because I I hear about it so much without even having played the game or like going into those kinds of circles. Hmm. Okay, well, I think I'm running out of questions for now. So is there anything else you'd like to uh, like mm. shout out before I let you go? Mm. Shout out to the Happy Hop, of course. <laughs> 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 I have to say that because like, he's basically the one uh, inspiring me to start all of this. I wouldn't sit here today talking about it if it wouldn't be for him, of course. And yeah, shout outs to my wife and my mods because they support me a lot as well okay <clears throat> i'm glad you can have that support and uh, i'll make sure to link all of the twitch channels we've mentioned and possibly more from the hitless community in the description so go check them out thank if you that's so much your... 
yeah of course yes <laughs> um but yeah thank you thank you so much for joining us at the roundtable hold it's been a pleasure speaking with you thank you very much for having me it was a pleasure <laughs> yes of course and i definitely learned a lot about hitless runs you know i've I'm not too familiar with them beyond watching them and being like, wow, this guy knows a lot more mm. about the game than I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you could argue and say at least that that some hitless runs you could learn without even knowing the game that well. You know, obviously, your route, but you, you don't know the game like as a whole that well. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I guess the, the unique way of approaching a hitless run is... Uh, is um uh, is a, a very special way to play through these games. Yeah, it's not you know. I think that when I think there's like quotes where Miyazaki heard about people playing through at like level one or hitless, and he just like didn't believe it at first. So it's definitely one of those things that goes. Yeah, there there are stories. Yeah, I've heard I've heard them <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, that's what speedrunners and challenge runners live for: breaking the game, you know, turning it inside out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Absolutely. Well. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, thank you again for joining, Nico, and thank you to everyone that's listened this far. If you have any of your own thoughts on hitless runs, feel free to leave a comment down below. And if you enjoyed what you heard, the next episode will guest star Ray Jakari to talk about his approach to making Elden Ring theories, as well as his, as well as his history in competitive gaming. So make sure to subscribe or follow for when that releases. Before I go, I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast a reality. So thank you to my moderators, Egeric and MogFVB, and thank you to the band Teo and the Cosmic Neighborhood for allowing me to use their wonderful music. And of course, thank you to the listener for taking the time to tune in. Y'all are great. Uh, go have a great day. <laughs>